Dive into the hive with Jen and Aaron and catch the buzz. The business buzz. They're sharing your stories of success and inspiration because queen bees and worker bees are always better together and there's enough honey for everybody. Network and thrive. Network and thrive. In the hive. The buzz waterloo. And we are back again. So we have a special guest today from Field and Co Creative. We have this Kate Bradfield. Hello. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And obviously I've met Jen already, but thank you both for having me on the podcast. Thanks for ha- thanks for coming. I met you, um, I can't remember the first time, but we met at a networking event actually. Yeah, over a year ago now, I think. It's been a while. I picked you out sort of in the crowd. I think I was at like... You know when you go to those networking events and you're sort of like you grab a glass of wine and you're walking around and I was kind of new. I didn't know anybody. And I was like, oh, she looks friendly. I'll walk up to her and talk to her. So that's kind of how we met. And then I've seen you at a few events since and of course follow you on social media. Um, so before we start, like, why don't you tell us what who is Field & Co-Creative? So Field & Co Creative is a branding and website design agency, and we help change-making organizations to increase their impact. Amazing. So, um, and it's funny because I have a business doing something very similar. Really, it's a marketing business and and a branding business and kind of, you know, helping businesses set themselves apart in the marketplace, right? Um, and what I think is so cool about you and your business is just, you know, talking to you how um, there's a lot of marketing businesses in the world and in the and in the KW region. Like, how do you find, you know, how do you kind of break through the competition, I guess? Yeah, there's so many people who do what we do and there's so many different levels of it and different styles and skill sets and industries and Um, different niches, right? And with the power of the internet, we're not limited to our local area, right? So I work with clients all over North America. So it really opens up that pool. There are so many potential clients in comparison to the number of service providers. And your right clients will find you. It doesn't matter if you have that competition or not, is what I think. And also, like, I don't want somebody to come to me who would be better suited for someone else. Like, there's different styles and different personalities that mesh better together. It's almost like a relationship. It is a relationship. Yeah, like a partnership. And you build that and it's ongoing and you want someone who's in alignment with you. Totally. So what kind of services do you offer then? You said website design. What else do you do? Like social media? Will you run somebody's social media account? So no, that's not really um, under our skill set. We tried that for a little bit and mm-hmm. realized, oh my gosh, this is so much work. So yes. <laughs> that's kind of in our past. Uh, our main services are visual branding. So logos, fonts, colors, okay. and building a consistent brand language that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then brand strategy is a huge part of what we do as well. Uh, so like messaging strategies, figuring out who your ideal client is, how we can talk to them. And then uh, website design and development. Those are our main services. And then we kind of offer a la carte services like email marketing and stuff like that to our clients who have been through those other processes with us. 
Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. You 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 definitely cover a, a wide range of services, which is amazing because, like you said, like nobody really like your clients. None of them really fit in a box, right? You really have to kind of um, differentiate and and create specific packages, probably right for those clients because everybody's needs are so different. One hundred percent. Every business is so unique and every business owner is so unique. That's why all of the projects we do are custom quoted. Uh, we don't necessarily have like three or four packages. You pick one and you have to fit into that. We want to be able to meet business owners where they're at and then provide them a solution that is within their budget and will actually help them not just be kind of what they think they need. Yeah, yeah. So at what stage... Um in the business, would you recommend somebody use your services like at the beginning, middle, you know, or is it any, any stage in the business? That is a very good question. Um, depending on the size of your business and the budget, say you are a one person solo business, you kind of have a full-time job and you're starting this thing on the side. If you don't have a ton of capital to invest in your business as you start out, it may not be the best time to reach out to someone to help you. There are a lot of resources out there that are very low budget. And while they may not be as high end or professional, they can get you by those first few months or few quarters of your Mm -hmm. business. Okay. But then on the other hand, if say you're starting a really large business and you have you're a kind of a startup and maybe you have five people on the team at the very beginning that might be at the time to reach out like a few months before the business has even launched mm-hmm. to get your brand and stuff before you even open totally nice that's nice yeah and and like to to tag on to that at what point do you like you know let's say somebody's starting uh you know somebody started a business you know they they're really successful and they're doing great like when do you tell somebody it's time to rebrand like when should a business decide hey this is not working for me like I need to grow with the times and mm-hmm. and you know and kind of speak to a new audience like how do you how do you decide that there are so many factors that go into it some are personal some are professional I find a lot of people feel stuck and they feel like I should have done this five months ago and that's when they reach out is when it's a little past due. Um, So when things are happening and you're noticing uh, there's no consistency within the things that you're doing in terms of like visuals or strategy, you're kind of just grasping at straws trying to find something that works. You have no foundation to start from Um, or say you've done that DIY approach and your business is growing and you have no time to continue updating your own website or um, to always be figuring out what to use in Canva, that sort of thing. If you're really feeling like overwhelmed, stuck, and honestly outdated is what a lot of people um, are operating from is a really outdated look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also find too like, when you, you know, you think about a chef and that, you know, somebody that cooks really, really well, and then they go and open a restaurant. A lot of the times business owners are taking themselves away from what they do best to try to focus on building their brand, their strategy, you know, coming up with all of these concepts on their own, which is actually not their strong suit, right? And they, they are so much 
better, you know, they, they're so much better off really focusing on what they're passionate about. So I think the passion piece too is where it's a little bit different for a business owner versus somebody that's in marketing that, that you know, your passion is to help their business grow. I totally agree. And I think people have a hard time making that jump to make the investment because it's something that you technically can do on your own. But like you said, it's pulling you away from what you're actually good at. And the thing that will actually really grow your business um, is perfecting your craft, not perfecting graphic design if you're not a graphic designer. Um, Absolutely. I find that like in my business too, I like doing that, but you get you know, I like doing my own social media and stuff, but you get to a point where it is overwhelming. You're spending all the, t- like, you know, your days working and you come home and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted in eight days. Like, am I even going to be picked up now? Are people going to see what I post? And it's a whole other job on its own. And it is very stressful. Definitely. And people are so quick to hire like an accountant or something like that mm-hmm. where your skills do not fall but when it comes to marketing, I find it's a bit harder to uh, convince people of that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because it's it's a it's a non tangible thing, um, and you know I think that like I guess I guess accounting is a service too, right? But there is something in front of you, right? At the end of the day, um, so yeah, you kind of I think with marketing you have to, it's it's hard to see the bigger picture and see the end game. But I think that's where you do a really good job, like based on you know following your social media and stuff. You do a really good job at kind of showing your clients through that process and you know showing them what that end game is going to look like and you really do that a lot with your graphic design um so you know tell us about graphic design like how did you get into it and like what you know how do you use it for business and how important is it for a business to have some of these pieces that you put together so how i got into graphic design i was always kind of like an artsier kind of kid i love to make signs my for the family business. I was always like loving to do that kind of thing. I took a lot of art classes and communications classes in high school. And it was kind of just a natural next step to go to college for graphic design. So I studied at Conestoga and uh, graduated in 2019 from there. And yeah, I have been working in design ever since. Uh, Graphic design is a very nuanced word. A lot of people are interested or have some sort of skill set or know somebody who does um but graphic designers are not all created equal and there is a huge value in hiring somebody who is qualified and reputable totally so um let's talk about that then if you're looking for a, a qualified and reputable graphic designer um what would you look for in their qualifications And, you know, what sorts of things would a business use a graphic designer for aside from like, let's say social media content? Mm -hmm. So the number one thing that you want to look for with a graphic designer is that they're not creating everything in Canva. Canva is a lovely tool and it can really help a graphic designer, but that shouldn't be the main tool that they're using. Adobe Illustrator and InDesign and Photoshop are much more technical and um, proper tools to be using for graphic design. Um, I'm not going to say a design education is a must, a formal education at least, but some sort of course or 
um, other program that they've been through to learn some of those basic principles of graphic design Mm -hmm. is definitely a must because there are basic principles of typography, of layouts, color, that sort of thing. And something that uh, business owners can use graphic designers for, um, we always think of social media, right? Because that's where we're seeing designed content all the time. But there are so many other areas. If you have any sort of printed materials in your business, whether that's like brochures, business cards, signage, labels, packaging, anything like that, a graphic designer can help you create a consistent brand look across all of those things. Um, We can also help with different digital things like website design um, or some graphic designers do video and animation, that sort of thing. Uh, I do not do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's so funny because, again, like just going back to um, the importance and people seeing the value in that, like you look at these really large companies like Nike or Lululemon or, you know, they're very, very good at making sure that their brand is recognizable no matter where you're looking at it. Like you can, you know, obviously you find their logo on clothes, but they're also very consistent with their branding, their their typography, like the colors that they use. You know, they they do everything in a very specific way so that their their customers recognize them. And I think that those really big companies all have one thing in common and that they recognize the value in having a marketing team. 100%. Those companies likely have multiple marketing teams in multiple different areas and have a very strong strategy and foundations and guidelines in place that everybody follows. Mm -hmm. I find, like as a business owner myself, I thought the terms marketing and advertising were used interchangeably um, until recently actually. And I discovered that like marketing, there's just so much more to it like it goes your whole brand it and I like how you say like everything needs to match and I find people like the everyday person doesn't always recognize why they like the way something looks but it's like the colors will be pleasing the fonts will be pleasing and that they just they like it they don't notice like no understand why but I feel like that's pretty cool to have somebody to do that across the board your business with your website your social media your your fly like I think it's very important that everything looks on brand for you Definitely. And I think that there's also value to good design in that it's maybe not something you even notice because Mm -hmm. it is so good. It doesn't make you have to um, look at multiple different places to find the information you need. It's not overwhelming or confusing. It's very clear and it's consistent and you don't have to think about it. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, I love when you, when you talk about like, you know, colors, there's, you know, there's a lot of emotion that are linked to different colors. And like, I was just, you know, as you guys were just talking about that sort of, um, you know, an ice cream shop, for example, like you see a lot of ice cream parlors with lots of pinks and, and cloudy, you know, light pastel colors, because they all invoke that sort of like fun, young, 
um, enjoyable feeling, right? Yeah. Like those Barbie pinks and, and that sort of thing. And it, it kind of brings you back to your childhood without recognizing that. You look at a, an ice cream shop sign and you just want to go grab an ice cream, but you're not thinking about all of the reasons yes. that that sign is invoking that feeling in you. So that's really why you have, you know, people like Field & Co-Creative behind all of those types of things that make those feelings for your clients. For your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Color psychology is very, very interesting in how it's kind of across the board. Um, and it can have different uh, meanings in different cultures and that sort of thing. But I had this conversation with a client not too long ago. They are this kind of like higher end brand and they wanted this bright yellow color in their palette. And I said, do you know no frills and no name? Those You associate those brands with budget and uh, really affordable and maybe a bit lower quality. Sure. And that is their main color. Yeah. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. And, and and being able to recognize that, it's sometimes hard, like, it's somehow, sometimes hard to steer your client in a direction that they don't initially want to go, though, isn't it? So difficult. Um, but the reason they're hiring us is so that they can get our expertise and our recommendations and I like to describe it as like we're a warm but firm guiding hand mm-hmm. on your journey. We'll help you and help you get to the results you want. And it might not always be exactly what your personal preference is. But we're trying to think about things in terms of the industry as a whole, your ideal clients, your target audience, and we don't want to go too trendy and that sort of thing. And that often doesn't align with someone's personal style. Totally. Let's talk about that trendy thing for a second, because I think every business right now, that's being very blanketed, but there's a lot of businesses out there right now that are trying to be super trendy, especially with picking their color palettes. Um, And I'm seeing, you know, a lot of people that are starting businesses going with that really warm beige look, you know, trying to keep it super neutral because that seems to be the trendy thing right now. So what would your advice be to businesses who are just really trying to find their place and and figure out what their identity is? Mm -hmm. I love that you asked me this question because (laughs) I deal with this with clients so often. I'll be providing them uh, color palette options and there's um, varying tones and contrast within them and they say, oh, I don't know. I think I would like something that's all creams and beiges. And while that might work for your home or your wardrobe, in branding, it's not going to work long term. It might look beautiful in certain scenarios, but if I'm going to be passing you this color palette for you to work with and you don't have an expertise in graphic design, it's going to be really hard for you to use that color palette when all the tones are nearly the same. Yes. So having that contrast and those varying colors helps to put the colors together, pair them and have things be readable, but also to build brand recognition. And nobody's going to see something beige and be like, oh, that reminds me of this brand. But like I just said, yellow, that's no name and no frills. If they use beige, you wouldn't remember them for beige. That's right. And and there's a lot of, you know, then you talk about the, that color psychology and, and thinking about, you know, the high end colors and the and the low budget friendly colors. We'll call them budget friendly <laughs> colors. Like it's true. If you go to no frills, you are expecting to get a no frills experience with a no frills price tag. And so if you are a business that's maybe selling something that is on that level, then that might be a color that you want to look at because again, the, the psychology associated with that. But also 
also maybe not, right? If that's not what you're looking for. Definitely. And I think there's an opportunity to utilize trends and play into them, but somewhere that's not permanent. Like your brand color palette should be something that works with you for at least three to five years. If you want to make a trendy graphic that uses beige tones or something like that, make a reel, make an Instagram story, you know, do something temporary, not something that's going to last forever. Yeah. It's like a tattoo, isn't it? It's like you have to think about, yeah. Do you have tattoos? Yes. I have some tattoos. Do you have tattoos? I don't have any tattoos yet. There's many that I want. Okay. You haven't bit the bullet yet. Yeah. (laughs) But it is, it's like getting a tattoo for your business. That brings the question to me, um, how often do you want to rebrand or do you want to try steer clear? Like, do you want to stay up to date and do it every few years or are you trying to do it as little as possible? That's also kind of like a depends on the scenario question. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have like a really basic brand that doesn't have any of those sort of like really trendy things in it, Mm -hmm. it can last a little longer. Or um, if your business is kind of just like smooth sailing, nothing's really changing too much. It's the same year after year. I wouldn't say you really need a rebrand that often, but if things are changing year after year, you're changing your services, Mm -hmm. uh, who you're talking to, the structure of your business has changed. Um, there might be an opportunity there for a brand refresh. And that might not even mean changing your logo. That could mean changing up your colors or your messaging strategy or um, different graphics you're using, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I find that happens so much in business too. You start with this one idea, you know, you offer one or two services and then it kind of grows from there and you're like, well, I'm kind of thinking maybe, you know, the niche will change a little bit. So that makes makes a lot of sense. Definitely. Especially as a solopreneur, right? Our lives are changing every day. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that our businesses change and flow as our lives change and as we grow older. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Talk to us uh, a little bit about Squarespace. Tell us what it is. So Squarespace is a lovely and beautiful web design platform. It is um, my preference. It's what I use. I know a lot of website designers who really, really love it. It um, is very easy to update for clients. So when we have created a website for them that is fully custom and on brand, we can we have control over everything. We get to pass that to the clients and they can go in and say, update some text or an image, add a new team member, add a new service. Uh, change the price of something, that sort of thing. Um, It also does have some e-commerce capabilities. If you're a huge e-commerce store, I would maybe recommend Shopify over Squarespace. But um, yeah, Squarespace is really great. They have a lot of built-in SEO tools. Uh, They also have some email marketing and blogging capabilities. They are just really wonderful. And is Squarespace, is that linked to Square, the point of sale system or no? It is not. And that is a very common misconception and uh, possibly a branding misstep there. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to work for a company and I won't say the name of it here, but um, they had a company that was uh, often very confused with a a phone company. So I would tell people where I worked Mm -hmm. and they would say, oh, do you work for the phone company? And I was like, no, I definitely don't. That was a, that was a big marketing mishap there too, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, not the same thing. So, um, I love that. I love that. I think it's so important to, again, find that good balance between, hiring a professional and being able to manage things yourself. Like if you're having a flash sale on something, you should be able to go on your own website 
and update, you know, a landing page for the day, or you should be able to um, add a team member, like you said, or something like that, that's super, super simple. It's not worth, you know, calling somebody waiting to get through to somebody to, you know, find time in their schedule to make that change when that's really something that could be done immediately and also save the business a lot of money too, right? I completely agree. And that's so important to us for our clients is that they have that opportunity to do that because if they're coming to us every time they need to make a change we have a minimum one hour of our invoice and we charge a hundred dollars an hour and I might not be able to get to it till next week so uh, it is really important for our clients to be able to do that is that something that you would help them with when their website's all set up kind of give them a tour and say this is how you would adjust this that and the other thing yeah absolutely so we record quick tutorial videos and upload those into a library for the most common things and then of course we're available to um, teach and also Squarespace has a ton of awesome resources Uh, there's tons of video tutorials that are really easy to walk through that's great yeah, I, I think that that's such an important um, an important aspect that you guys are offering. Uh, and I think that, you know, clients are just going to benefit from that so much. And I think that it's also important that you're not, you know, there's a lot of firms out there that I truly feel, unfortunately, that they do take advantage of their clients a little bit. Um, and, you know, it's nice to know that, there are people around who want to help their clients and they want to see them succeed because at the end of the day, if your clients aren't succeeding, you're not succeeding. I completely agree. We really are here to support our business, our clients, and um, we just like to approach it from that. We really, truly want to help you. Um, so we'd like to work together to figure out a way that we can do that. That's mutually beneficial. It's like being a parent. Like, it's like being a parent with a child. You're like, I always have your best interest at heart. You know, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, you want to help them, but then also help them help themselves. Exactly. We're like your little cheerleaders on the sideline. You come to us and you need support, and then we'll send you back out there and go get them. That's great. Break a leg. (laughs) That's awesome. So, okay, where anybody listening right now, um, where can they find you if they're looking for a brand refresh or a new brand or any of those things that we talked about? Um, where can they find you? So Instagram is probably the most like comprehensive place to find us. So we're at fieldandco.creative or you can go to our website. It's fieldand.co. I was trying to be really creative with my domain, but yep. um, I do not recommend getting a weird domain like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? Those are the those are the things that you know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, it happens. Okay, so that's great. So find her on Instagram. Uh, Instagram at Field and Co. Sorry, Field and with the and sign. No. No. So F I E L D A N D. C-O dot creative. There we is go. Is the Instagram handle. There we go. <laughs> or you can come to the buzz and you can see that we follow her. You can find her there as well. So um, we'll also tag her up in some photos after this podcast when it's done. So if you uh, want to follow along, get in touch with her, feel free to. Um, she's a great person to work with locally, uh, all around Canada. Can you believe that we actually have listeners from other 
areas in it's Canada. Amazing, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really That's cool. Awesome. So I'm I'm so excited about all the people that are listening to this podcast. So thank you so much for listening and for your support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Yeah. Without the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so as always, if you have any requests, you want to see uh, your business on here, get in touch with us. You can find us online. Uh, on Instagram at the Buzz WR Waterloo Region, of course. And otherwise, we will see you in two weeks. Thanks so much, Thank Kate, you, for Kate. being on. Thanks, Jen and Aaron, and thanks to everybody listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.